0: Uh, Thursday night. It starts at six. Um, you, it lasts about an hour. Uh, we have a great group. It's been uh, uh, we've been learning a lot. I've been learning a lot just uh, teaching it myself. Uh, and so we're on week two of nine, uh, or no, week three of nine. If you missed the first two, you can still download them um, and catch up with the rest of the group. Uh, it's a it's a great time. Uh, it's a little more. It's a pretty relaxed group. A lot of dis- we have some discussion. So if you're somebody that has questions, or you like to ask questions about certain things and about the Bible, this is a great time for you to be able to do that. So, can I,
1: can I see? yeah. <laughs> oh. oh no! Oh mountain! We love you, mountain. Did your father-in-law warn you about her?
0: He mentioned a couple things, but. Uh. Uh,
1: last week, I. I I asked for prayer, because I had a CAT scan, and I was going to get the results. And I, I apologize to some of you if you think I talk too much about this, but you're also involved. You've all been such a part of my life and kept me going and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, I have five spots in my lungs, and um, they are not growing. They are not shrinking, but they are not growing. But... She did say that some of them are so small they could possibly be scar tissue of cancer that had died and was just so that you know that's not supposed to happen. I'm supposed to get worse and die, is basically the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, it, it, it's still, it's still it's not considered progressive cancer anymore. Yes. <laughs> I guess every report that says it's not worse is a good report. And as I always say, do I look like somebody's dying? No. <laughs> thank
2: you, thank
1: you.
0: So we uh, thank you, thank you, Nina. That wow, what it's amazing that uh, I I remember uh, I I I was Aaron. I, I got to be Aaron essentially uh, six years ago, almost six years ago, and uh, I rem- I remember starting a church. I did, I didn't know Nina at the time. I got I got the opportunity to to, uh, to know to know Nina. <laughs> what's that? <laughs> it, 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 it didn't take when we when we uh, when we started the church. Nina was uh, one of one of the first people to uh, to grace the front row, and um, at that time we didn't. We didn't know anything at that time, and here we are, you know, four or five years later. So, All right, so uh, last week, my wife uh, preached on Father's Day. And she preached a passage ab- uh, about how her father and her mom, they, uh, they put a, a scripture on their wall. Talking about how, uh, in Deuteronomy, God was talking about how we, are, uh, the the fathers of the household, they were to uh, uh, love the Lord with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind, and with all their strength, and that they were to uh, bind it around their or bind it around their necks, tie it around around their arms. What you know, basically, that they were they were to have that impressed on their lives, and that they were to pass it on to the next generation and impress it on their lives. And we, we asked the men in this church, uh, fathers, ones that, uh, uh, stepfathers, guardians, those who have influence on, on, the, uh, on a, a younger generation or influence on anybody in a fatherly type way to, to make a commitment before the church. We had a resolution up here and many of you uh, came up here and signed that. And so I wanted to uh, further that discussion this morning. Uh, usually you don't, you don't do a uh, sermon about Father's Day, the week after Father's Day, but I'm going to continue that discussion. And the reason I want to continue this discussion is because this has been something that has been heavy on my heart since I've been uh, in ministry for almost 10 years now. Uh, primarily working with teenagers. And the majority of the teenagers that I've been working with in California and uh, the Seattle-Tacoma area, uh, they have what we call, what, 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 I, what I would call a fatherless generation. Yes, some of them may have fathers that come and go. Some of them, you know, they, they do have uh, a dad that has maybe been a part of the picture at some point. And some of them never saw their dad. And Jocelyn gave you a bunch of statistics about what that means for, for, for people attending the church. And another thing that has always been heavy on my heart is that younger generation that, that does seem to be disappearing from the church. And, and there really is a correlation between the father not leading a household and not leading his kids uh, not leading kids. And leading the youth to to uh, believe in the importance of being a part of the family of God and being uh, in a in a relationship with Jesus. And so, as I started, as I have thought and prayed about this years and years about what are we supposed to do as the church? I was thinking, what am I supposed to be? What what am I supposed to be as a youth pastor? Am I supposed to be a father to all these kids? So I can't. You know, I have kids of my own. Uh, I have kids of my own. We, you know, we have. Uh, I've had youth groups from, you know, five kids to fifty kids. What am I? What, what am I supposed to be in each and every one of these kids' lives? What is the church supposed to be? How, and how, what is the, how is the church supposed to be involved in each and every one of these kids' lives? What about the kids that don't go to church? How do we get involved in their lives? How 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 do we end up being an influence to them? And as I uh, I, I did a, I used to be involved in a campus ministry with Youth for Christ called Campus Life, <clears throat> and this is what the discussion would be like at Campus Life because most of these kids they didn't go to church. The majority of them they would say their church was after school on a Tuesday afternoon. That was their church. And I we you know we would have a, a little time you know a little sermon time. We'd play a bunch of silly games. But after all that time was over, we we would break into discussion with the kids, just one-on-one discussions, me and a couple leaders. And uh, often the, the the discussion would be, well, you know, where, you know, what, what grade are you in? We'd start with that. Do you have any brothers and sisters? Um, and sooner or later, we would get to the discussion about just life and who their dad was, or who their dad wasn't, or. You know, if, you know, if he was in the picture. And it always, it always came back to that. And I said, here we are at the church. And what I would consider the fatherless generation. We all are dealt a different hand. We all don't, we all don't get the, uh, the same opportunities as the next person. When I think, for some people, the, the, the idea of a dad is, is, is kind of like a, uh, a fiction story in a children's book. It's a story where there's this uh, existence of this 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 guy that throws the football, you know, sits on a couch and watches TV, watches a movie on a Friday night and pops popcorn.
2: <laughs>
0: and, you know, goes on a uh, you know, an occasional camping trip, whatever the case may be. For a lot of people in this generation in today's day and age in our culture that is a a story of fiction so I want to address a couple of things the first one is who is God as our father because the Bible describes God as a father and it's important to understand that one of the one of the big reasons that a lot of younger people don't attend the church is because they see a broken down relationship possibly with their father that it causes them to want nothing to do with God the Father. But it's important to understand that each and every one of you know fathers, humans, we are all sinful. And we all make mistakes. But God offers forgiveness to each and every one of us. And that even me as a father, I have a lot of imperfections, <laughs> make a lot of make a lot of mistakes. But the great thing is, is that when I don't make a mistake, and, and some of the experience I have had with other, my dad sitting right next next to me uh, this morning, my stepfather, people that I that I uh, had relationship mentors in my life, you sometimes get glimpses. <laughs> Of who God is as your Father. And so I'm going to start off here with what we call the Lord's Prayer. And usually when we do the Lord's Prayer, we, we usually we, we picture in the Lord's Prayer that it is uh, how, we, how we are supposed to pray. But in fact, when the Lord's, uh, the Lord's Prayer, we see Jesus here talking to His Dad, God. And He describes God in this prayer. A lot of things are described on who God is as our Father. Because God is each and every one of our fathers in here. And despite the imperfections of man, God is still perfect. And God loves each and every one of us. So here we are. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. In this first part here, there's a couple things to to take note on here. There's something about the name Dad. Dad. When when you when you are able to call somebody dad, it holds a weight. I, I, I'm going to put Thomas here, my uh, nephew Thomas, on the spot here. <laughs> he woke. He was up 5:45 in the morning this morning because he was so excited about what's about to, what's about to happen tomorrow with Aaron marrying his mom
2: <laughs>
0: that he gets to call him dad. And, I mean, he, he was trying to figure it all out, and, and, but he is absolutely excited. There is a, in the name, in simply just the name dad, it carries a large weight. And so when we are praying to God, remember that he is dad. He, he carries a large weight and he, want, and he wants the best for each and every one of us. He has a plan. The next part, the kingdom come, thy will will be done in earth as it is in heaven. One of the best things and one of the worst things about a dad is uh, their plan.
2: <laughs>
0: when, when, when you're a teenager and you're trying to figure out uh, life and what's good and what's bad for you and what, you know, and, and things of that nature, Sometimes your plan is a little bit different than what, what your dad's plan is. Yeah. <laughs> Oftentimes it's different than what your dad's plan is. And so you you uh, you know you 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 may have some disagreements. But ultimately your dad, he's experienced a little more life and he wants what's best for you. Right now, my son Matthew, he's seven, and he has lots of plans that he wants to tell me about. We uh, we recently signed my son up. We, we we were trying to find some kind of physical outlet for him, physical activity, because we homeschool our son, so he's not in traditional, you know, PE classes. And so we, we felt that it was important that he was a part of a team, part of a sport, something active instead of playing, you know, video games all, all, all the time. And... Uh, so we, we, we've tried a few sports. We tried soccer, but all he did is uh, hold, hold girls' hands and skip down the soccer field. Uh, I, I wasn't having that. So we I I was the coach and, and I was I was stepping out onto the field and ripping him out and putting another kid in. I said, Come on, let's go you know, I'm really competitive. So I'm like he's you know, skipping along and I'm like, Oh my goodness. So you know, who's, whose kid is that anyways, you know? He has a plan. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he has a plan. Uh, we tried soccer. That one didn't work out so well. Uh, we tried a couple others. They didn't work out so well. So I finally, I go, okay, what is it that my son likes to do? Well, he likes to uh, wrestle, punch, and kick his dad.
2: <laughs>
0: so I said, all right. If that's what you like to do, we're going we're gonna to find a place where you can do that. So uh, three months ago, we put my son into uh, mixed martial arts. Uh, what, what a lot of people would, would call uh, the professional sport is called UFC. So we, uh, yeah, we, we put my son in mixed martial arts. And so the, a lot of parents, if they ever walked in the gym that, that, where my son now trains, they would walk right back out. <laughs> I mean, this place is... is uh, you you walk in and it's full of punching bags. They've got the octagon cage. They got the ring. They got the whole setup in here. They got you got grown men that are working out and they're getting ready for their next bite and they're all sweaty and it smells horrible in there. The first thing, my wife walks in and she is like, "Oh my goodness!" And she goes, "You're bringing them to practice." <laughs> so uh, my my son he 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 likes to you know he he'll watch uh, mixed martial arts on TV with me from time to time and he'll watch. He likes to watch some of the, you know, some of the combat sport type things, and uh, he has the video, you know, some of the video games, and so the first... First day of practice, we walk in, and my son. when We're on the car ride to the first day of practice. It's a uh, uh, jujitsu is the first day, which is a uh, uh, on the ground grappling uh, that uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So it's uh, from Brazil, and it's this grappling technique that teaches uh, teaches people how to uh, leverage their body while they're on the ground to either. Uh, uh, Snap a limb or um, or or, uh, or choke somebody out. But this is, remember this is this is done. I, I know, but this is done. This is an actual sport. So all right. So you're thinking of
2: submission
0: submission. It's it's called submission submission fighting. So um, it's much like wrestling. It's just uh, the results can be a little bit different. Um, so so I bring my son. I bring my son to this practice, and. Uh, they, they are teaching kids self-defense um, and th- my son is learning some of these moves and he, on the way there he, is, he, he told me everything he was going to do that he's, that he's you know, seen before. Well dad, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get him on the ground, I'm going to get in a, a half mount, and he already knew the names and I'm going to get in a half mount and I'm going to put him in an arm bar, he'll tap out, the match will be over and I'm going to win. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh man, you are in for a surprise. <laughs> so my son has a plan. So I so we, we go in there and he does a little bit of practice. He doesn't look my son, he stands out like a sore thumb. They're doing the warm ups and the running and the exercises and the stretches and they're saying, Okay, touch your left toe and he's touching his right toe and you know and they're like, Okay, we need you to uh, you know, do this position and he's off there looking at the butterflies and I <laughs> So we're in the last, you know, the, the last 10 minutes, and they go, okay, everybody partner up. And if you ever did like high school wrestling or whatever, they have you sometimes partner up at the end, and you do a little bit of sparring or a little bit of grappling, same kind of thing. So they said, partner up. And they partnered my son up with this kid. And the, uh, they have this little bell that goes ding, ding, and that means it's time to go, right? So that thing goes ding ding. And my son got put on the mat in about 15 seconds into a, in, a chokehold, and he was tapping out, and he's like, Okay, I got a couple things to learn. <laughs> so uh, so my son might have had a plan. So the next few months, I've gotten the opportunity, and I watch him every time. And so as I'm watching, I, I get the opportunity to learn some of it as well. And so uh, now my son is like, Okay, dad, I got a lot to learn. What's the plan? What are we going to learn? In the same way, that's how God is as our Father. We sometimes think we know it all. Yeah, I've seen this before. I've done this before. I know how this is going to turn out. I, 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 know, what, I know what I need to do. And then all of a sudden, life gets out of control because we think we, we got control of our own life. But ultimately, God has a plan for each and every one of us. He is a Father that has the best interest for each and every one of us.
2: Amen.
0: He knows where we need to go and how to get there. It's hard to follow that plan, I'll tell you what. But when we do start to follow that plan, you see God work in, in remarkable ways. Our lives change, our lives become transformed. It's, a, it's, an, it's an amazing journey. But you've got to be willing to take those steps that, that He wants to lead us into. The next part, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Um, Being provided for, being taken care of is very important. And when you can look at your dad and you know, Dad, you're going to take care of me. You're going to put a roof over my head and you're going to feed me. That is an important part of what, a, of what a dad is supposed to be. Now, jobs, they'll come and go. Finances may come and go. You may, not, you may be moving all the time, whatever the case may be. But a dad is called to provide for His household. And we are God's household. We are God's children. And when we trust God, as our dad, He's going to provide for us. Our daily bread. Every single day. We may not know what the next day may bring us. But the more we trust God, the more He's going to provide for us. God talks, in the Bible, talks about that the birds... The birds are there. he feeds the birds of the air. Well, the birds of the air, they don't have a refrigerator to stockpile their worms in. <laughs> the birds of the air have to go and they have to find food every single day. Well, where do you think those worms come from? Well, they come from God. He makes those worms. He puts them in the ground. And the birds eat. The birds eat and they feed their young. In the same way, if God's going to do that for birds, he's going to do it for us. And and, we for, forgive, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us. I don't know about you, but maybe you've been wronged before. Maybe you've wronged somebody else. Maybe you've wronged your dad. Maybe your dad wronged you. But ultimately, as God, our Father, our Dad, forgives us of, of the trespasses that we commit on a daily basis. He continues to forgive us time and time again because he loves us. There's a story in God's word that talks about, we call it the prodigal son. But as much as we think about the son in the story, it, it's about the father. The father that after his son goes and uh, goes off and blows his dad's investment on, on wild living, on, on doing things that he on his plan, and blows all of his dad's money. He still, the son comes back. And the dad is ready to throw him a big feast. He doesn't say anything about the trespasses. He doesn't say, so where's my money? What were you doing? Are you stupid or something? No, he said, come on. Let's let's have a party. You're back. Let's go. I love you. Let's have a party. That's what a dad is. And that's what God is to each and every one of us. Every single day. He's going, let's throw a party. I know you did wrong and I know you're going to continue to do wrong but I love you and I forgive you. God is not a God that is going to lead us into temptation. He's a dad that wants the best for us. We may not always believe that. Times may get tough. We may be stepping into temptation after temptation but the reality of it is is that God wants us to to walk in His path and He wants to deliver us from those temptations. Temptation will never stop. We have several people in, in our church, me being one of them, that is recovering from drugs, alcohol, something related to that. And that could be one of the most tempting things. But God continues to give us he, he continues to want the best for us. And by, being, by sitting in here, by coming to boundaries on Thursday night, by going to Bible study on Tuesday, by, by, call, by calling somebody else, somebody else up on the phone in this church and saying, hey, I'm struggling, God wants to provide a way for us to flee from that temptation.
2: Amen.
0: The day that we think we've defeated temptation is the day we get bit right in the butt.
2: Yeah.
0: I'll tell you what, we we you know we, we never got it figured out. But God has always given us a way out. Amen. But deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, and forever and forever. God is good. Amen. All the time God is good. And uh you know no matter what what is going on what is happening temptations whatever the trespasses those kind of things God is still good and he's still and he and, and we, he's still we we sang the song he is still worthy of praise we have a church we we have something that has been put before us something that the church is not, you know, there's a lot of things in the Bible that we go, okay, they've already dealt with this before. We can read how they do it, and then we can, we can go and we, we just duplicate, repeat history of the good things that came about churches before us. Well, there is something a little bit different. I'll be honest, something different about the church today than even the church 1, 000, 15 years, 1,500 years ago. We have a dilemma of a fatherless generation That they they didn't have in years past, and this is a recent thing, and it's strong in our country. So instead of me, you know, harping on, you know, where are the dads? Where are the dads? I'm going to harp on the church as a whole, not harp, but but challenge. As God has challenged me, I want to challenge you. We have to raise the church in a fatherless generation. We have a new. a new responsibility that there was... that, that uh, I'm sorry, that churches in the past have not had before. We have a bunch of youth that are sitting right here behind us. They need the church. They need adult mentors in their life. They need people that are going to give them an example of how to be men and how to be women. How to be people that forgive, how to be people that provide, how... People that may have some temptations in their life, but that ultimately they lean on God the Father. We need a church that understands that God is our Father and that we need to trust God and follow His path. Because as each and every one of us following God's path, they'll go, man, I used to go to that church and those people, they, there was something about them and they were, they were trusting God. And we have lots of circumstances in this church that happen, they come and go all the time. My family, your family, our family has had lots of circumstances. But as we, we remain as a church that is faithful to Him, and we continue to walk in His path, He will continue to provide, and the next generation will see that, and the next generation will want that. Amen. It's it's a large task, church, to to raise up this this generation. You know what the what an opportunity though. What an opportunity. As we have families that are coming through here on Friday, as we have families that come Thursday, Tuesday, Sunday, whatever the day of week, families that you interact with at work, families that you interact with at school, whatever community that God places you in, you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to speak in people's lives. And a lot of times when you speak in one person's life, they are attached to a family, to children. And as you speak into their lives... That opportunity, they may show up here one day. And I want and, and God is, is, is called me, and I believe God is calling this place to be a place where we are a family. Yes, you may not have a dad. Yes, you may not have seen your dad for years. Yes, those circumstances may be a part of your life. But but when you come in here, you're gonna experience family.
2: Amen.
0: You're going to experience 55 dads. You're going to experience 55 moms. We're going to come alongside you and we're going to pray for you. We're going to love you. We're going to help you out however we can. And I believe we can get even stronger at doing that, church. There's something that... Uh, as God has put this on my heart, I... I, I I'll be honest, I, I, I like to be put action. If, if something's preached, I like there to be action. Maybe that's because I'm young and dumb. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, the action that God has asked me to do, as I'm starting to get more involved in this church in this last year, and... Uh, and I'm helping out Pastor Danny more and more and allowing him to be freed up to do more hospital visitations and, and preach and, and, and do some of those other things. And some of the other leaders have risen up in this church and we're, we're giving him that opportunity. And as I'm finding my place in this church as a pastor, my, my, soul, my, my number one responsibility that I feel that God has placed on my heart and I know He's placed on my wife's heart Is to take care of the families in our community, to make them feel, make the the fatherless feel like they have a father, make them feel like they have a father in heaven, make them feel like they have tons of fathers in this place. God has charged me specifically to start to uh, to to rise up the men in this church, to pour into the men in this church, because as as we pour into the men, then the men will start leading the younger men and the younger and the women in this church. And we will start to see us being able to have more opportunities to pour into more people's lives. See God's only going to he's going to bless us with more people when we're prepared for more people. He's going to bless us with, with more people that are in need when we're ready for more people in need. And so we need to continue to prepare ourselves. We need to continue to what the the Bible, you know, we refer to it in Christian in the Christian circles as discipleship. We need to start being discipled, becoming disciples, learning more about God's Word, getting deeper into God's Word and figuring out what our, what our purpose, what God's plan is for each and every one of us, not only as individuals, but as the church. Each and every person has a purpose as a part of the church. And once we live out that purpose, then, then, what, then we are able to help more of the needs in our community and help each other out more. And so what I, what I have going on here, and I want uh, the, the men to pray about this, to, to pray about this and uh, possibly, you know, give me an answer here in the next couple weeks. I'm taking a group of guys. On August 25th, it's a Saturday. Some guys work on Saturday. Well, you might have to take it off. But I'm looking for a group of guys. We're going to spend the entire day together. And we're going to spend the... I don't know exactly where we're going yet. i got a couple ideas. There may be a little bit of physical activity involved. Not... I mean, <laughs> I'm just... That's the fair warning. It, 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 a little bit. Not Nothing that... Uh, we're not going to be... Um, we're going to have to partner up. Yeah. We may... We're not climbing Mount Rainier. Nothing like that. Because um, I don't so know...
2: Because <laughs> We might... If we climb
0: Mount Rainier, I don't think me or Pastor Daniel would be making it back down. <laughs> Although he says he's going to be preaching a message on an elliptical here pretty soon. That'll be fun. So, on the 25th, if you can dedicate your day, men, and I'm looking for some, I'm looking for, I, I understand that, you know, I, you, you may not be, you may not think that you're the, that you got it all together. I'm not looking for men that have it all together. I'm not looking for the most holy men. I'm not, I'm not looking for the, the man that necessarily has been a, you know, a part of the church for 30, 40 years. But I'm looking for, for men that are looking for God's plan and purpose in their lives. They're looking, they're looking for what is God... I, maybe you have attended this church for a year, six months, two years, five years, whatever the case may be. But you're looking for what does God want for my life? What, how does God want me to help raise a fatherless generation? If that, if that is something that God is calling you to do, if that is something that you feel as you pray and think about it through the next week or two, that that is something that, that God is calling for your life, then I want you to come with me. Like I said, I don't exactly even know where we're going yet. <laughs> but we're going somewhere. And we're going we're gonna to figure this thing out. And when we come back that next Sunday, I'll be honest, we're, these men are going to be brought before the church. And these men are going to be prayed over. And I'm and this group of guys, we're going to continue to meet probably once a month. Maybe once every couple weeks. I don't know yet. But we're going to build up a, a group of some men. Roy's already been doing, he's got a men's group on Tuesday and he's been doing a great job with that. And so this is going to be another group of guys. And we're going to build up that group of men just like Roy's already been doing. And we're going to build this group up and we're going to have some strong men in this church. And as we have some strong men, you're going to see some things change. We see throughout God's word, as He rises up men, that you see strength within the church. Because then the women come alongside and they go, okay, the men are finally being men. (laughs) All right. So remember that, the 25th. Pray about it, think about it. We're gonna close, uh, we're gonna have a video and then I'll and then I'll close this in prayer after the video and have me come back up and there's a the video. <coughs>
2: of high school dropouts, 75% of youth in drug abuse centers, and 85% of all youth in prison have in common. They all come from fatherless homes. There are over 25 million kids right now growing up in a home without their dad. And for them, Father's Day is just another fatherless day. But it doesn't have to be this way. The numbers show that children with involved fathers have higher self-esteem, better grade point averages, and they grow up to become the most compassionate adults. Dads, we are vital. The role we play is world-changing. God has given us the ability to completely rewrite the future, not only for our sons and daughters, but for the millions of girls and boys who are right now living without a dad. Now is the time to step up. Our kids need us more than ever. The fatherless need us more than ever. There are kids in this building right now who need a man of God in their lives, a role model, a mentor, someone to say, I'm proud of you, someone to have their back, someone to affirm them, someone to show the love of Christ to them. Not just anyone, not just a friend. They need a man. So do all the dads out there, reflecting Jesus to their kids, willing to stand up for the abandonment, and giving it all for their family we say thank you god is changing the world through you your impact will reach further than you can ever imagine so be watchful stand firm in the faith act like men be strong let all that you do be done in love
0: jesus i uh I pray that, yes, Lord. that we be a church that, uh, that, true, that, that as we call ourselves family, that we help take care of each other and take care of this next generation, Lord. Lord, I pray that as this place grows and as we have new families that come through these doors, Monday through Sunday Lord. I pray that they will they will feel like this place they could call family. Lord, I pray for for some men. You're not calling for perfect men. you're not calling for the most whole, holy and righteous men Lord, but you're praying for for men that have a heart after you God. That want to grow and want to serve you. Lord, we have we have a need that's great. A generation that we call fatherless. But Lord, ultimately, this generation isn't fatherless. They just haven't found their father yet. God, you are our father. You are always providing, meeting our needs, providing the path that we need to walk. Lord I pray that as we as we move forward Lord I pray that you will provide the men in this church that will continue to find ways to be a mentor affirm and be a man in another child's life, Lord, some of us have our own children, and I pray that we are the dads in their lives. Lord, I just thank you for the the moms. Thank you for the ladies that have been doing so much. Lord, if it wasn't for the strong ladies in our lives, where you know we, where would we, some of us be? Lord, I pray as as some moms have had to be mom, dad, and everything else, some of them are tired. Some of them are ready for some help, Lord. And I just pray that uh, that we can help them as a family as a whole. Lord, in the coming months, I pray that you will rise up your leaders. That you will rise up the right leaders that, that are ready to, to, to move forward, be men of action. Men of faith, men of action. And Lord, I pray that as, that, that we be a church of faith. Even despite the circumstances, Lord, you are a God that is always has his arms open as our Father, saying, let's throw a party. God, you are always ready for a party. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.